Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be hearing this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites as we continue reading through the scriptures this year, and I hope you are doing so yourself as well in allowing God to speak to you. We started yesterday in the book of Nehemiah, and we continue on today. And if you'll remember, Nehemiah was uh, coming back. He was the king's cupbearer, and he had heard about Jerusalem, how devastated it was, and the walls and everything. And so his heart was there, and the king allowed him to come back. So he had begun building the wall and doing the work. And we talked yesterday a little bit about some of that and about how every every person um, that was with him, he they had their own little spot on the wall, so to speak, and they all worked all the way around the city, each person on their spot. And I, that just really spoke to me that we need to be doing our job. It might be a small part, but our job is just as important as anyone's else in the kingdom of God. And we need to do the completion of the work. And if every child of God does his little part, the whole of the work will be done. So I just encourage you with that, um, that from yesterday. But we also saw how there was opposition to the work. And of course, there always will be. The devil does not want the work of the kingdom of God to continue. He doesn't want people to be saved. He doesn't want the church of God to succeed. And so he attempts to bring opposition. And so we see that again in chapter 4. And it's interesting because um, Nehemiah's building the wall in spite of this opposition with the teams of people, each in their own spot. But notice how the enemy gets furious and mocks them even more. So, you know, in the first few verses of chapter 4, it talks about how they got infuriated because the Jews were building the temple. And then they begin to mock them. You know, what are these feeble Jews doing and all of that? And so they were trying to discourage them, trying to mock them, trying to hinder the work. And I want to hear, I want you to hear what Nehemiah does. It says in verse 4, hear our God. He's praying. He says, hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads. Give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. And so Nehemiah just turns and he, he leads in a prayer against them and then he goes back to working. Verse uh, 5, verse 6, excuse me. So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Now, beloved, I want you to see here. Notice this, that, that they did not allow the lies and the taunts of the enemy to stop them. But after they prayed and gave it to God, then they went right back to working. And notice this. It took everyone's faithful labor in their spot to get the whole of the wall done. Beloved, is that not a message for the church today? It takes everyone, everybody being faithful in their work in the kingdom of God to get it all done. And not only that, but also in that verse, we see that the people had a mind 
to work. And if you look up that word in the Hebrew, it's really talking about the heart or the feeling, the center of everything, their, their feelings, their will, and their intellect. In other words, they did it with all of their heart. They put their heart and soul into this project. And whatever God has called us to do, I pray, beloved, that we will be just as faithful and we will have just as much heart and mind and will and determination to do it and to do it with all of our might and with all of our heart. Hallelujah. That was a beautiful thing that I, that uh, jumped out at me as well out of verse 6. So, you know, guess what? The enemy starts their tactics again. And these are the same tactics that the enemy still uses today. God will still taunt us. But notice this. Not only did they taunt them, they were trying to stop the work. And they were conspiring, it says here, together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. The Bible tells us God is not the author of confusion. And one of the main tactics the enemy will use is to bring confusion. Confusion to your life, confusion to your family, confusion to your mind, confusion to your church. Those are all tactics that the enemy uses still to this day. And then beginning in verse 9, in verse 9, uh, we see the wisdom and faith that God gives to him. Because after all of this, it says this in verse 9, nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. In other words, he's saying here, we prayed to God and we left it in God's hands. But God also gave us wisdom from God for us to use some wisdom and do some wise things. In other words, you know, they also set a watch against these evil workers and they did faithful work for God. They worked on the wall. Hallelujah. So God led them not only to, to pray, God also gave them answer that had some wisdom in it as far as the direction they were to take. And they didn't take it lightly. They actually acted, but they didn't let it stop the work of the Lord. But some did begin to start to fail and get discouraged. And so Nehemiah set reinforcements in place when that happened. And I want you to, to realize and hear his heart as well in verse 14 of chapter 4. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Beloved, in, in the face of opposition, we've got to remember that we are not to be afraid of them. The Word of God says that, that greater is He who is in us than he who is in the world. We, are, we have the greater one in us when God is for us. Who can be against us, the Bible says. So we don't have to be afraid of them. We need to remember instead... The Lord, great and awesome, and then we need to fight for our brethren. Now, how do we do that? How do we fight for our families, for our sons, daughters, our wives, our, our houses, our husbands, our, our brethren, our kinfolk in the Lord, brothers and sisters in the Lord? How do we fight for them today? We don't use, you know, swords and guns and all that other stuff. We, we fight in war in our, in our prayer rooms, in our war rooms, you might call it. We seek God and we pray and that's how 
we fight the Lord's battles. We take it to God and we bring it before him and we stand upon his word and we refuse to, to believe the lies, but rather we choose to believe the Lord and his work. Hallelujah. And so then they just devise another plot and they do this in private. And this was not known to the Jews except the fact that God revealed it to them. But they decide that they're going to try to kill Nehemiah. He's the one in the way. He's the one they hate. So they're going to try to kill him and probably as many as, as they could otherwise. But the Lord brings their plot to nothing. And God gave them wisdom for their protection. Some of them he set in place to bear the weapons. Here again, speaking of intercessors who would war in prayer. That's how we can take it today. In that day, it was literal weapons. But in our day today, the weapons of our warfare, Paul says, are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to pull down strongholds, to cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and to bring into captivity every thought. So we war in intercession and in prayer. And so that's one blessing and one uh, application that we can take from these scriptures as well. And notice too that the rest of the chapter speaks of how they had to work um, and ways that, that speaks to us as well in that we, were, we are to work, but we're also to watch and make sure that we are ready. We have the weapons in our hand. God has given us a full suit of armor. He has given us the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He's given us a fitted shield of faith to believe his word. It's not faith in faith. It's faith in the God who gave us the promises. Faith that he will do exactly what he says. And then we see later where Nehemiah gives them great uh, encouragement as well and tries to, and stirs up faith in them. In verse 19, then I said to the nobles, to the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So here again, he's encouraging them to work, trust God, and be ready. Hallelujah. Then in chapter 5, we see how some are complaining because they're being taken advantage of. They're uh, forced to live in oppression and debt and other things. And Nehemiah hears about that. And he, he just, he's stunned. He can't even believe it. He's in shock. And then it says in verse um, 9 that he said, What you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nations, our enemies? And then he goes on down a little bit later on in verse 15, the latter part of this verse also. And he says, yes, even their servants bore rule over the people, but I did not do so because of the fear of God. Beloved, one of the things that is missing in our day to day is the fear of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's a good fear to have. There's bad fear, of course. We don't, we don't fear the enemy. We don't fear this and fear that um, in the sense of living in bondage and not living in faith. But we do need to live in the fear of the Lord. 
that is a reverent holiness, a realization of who God is, of how separate he is, of how holy he is, of how righteous he is, and of how just and powerful he is. He is sovereign. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our recognition. And part of that is all in the fear of the Lord. And Nehemiah places great value on that. We need to have that today. And lastly, I wanted to just mention to you um, in verse 17 through 19, how he, he sets himself apart and he, um, he basically says, you know what, all these other leaders, you know, the, the nobles and others, they have all this abundance of food, all this abundance of possessions and all of that, and it's all for themselves, not me, not me. I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to be materialistic. What God gives to me, I want to give freely to you. I'm no better than you. I'm right there with you. I'm, I've come down, I've come among you, and I'm, I want you to be blessed just as much as I am. So there was no greediness or materialism in him. And I know that that's a word also for the American church particularly, because sometimes we tend to think of ourselves as, as wealthy or materialistic, even though most of us aren't. We're mostly normal people. But sometimes when God does bless us with something uh, be above and beyond, perhaps, or gives us an abundance or a surplus in some way, we can tend to get greedy with that. We can tend to be materialistic and selfish. Instead of taking that blessing and trying to turn it right back around and bless as many others with it as we can. And that's what we see in Nehemiah's life right here. He shared his abundance with everybody there. He shared his abundance with all that he could and he poured into them and he would not have it just for himself. So it wasn't a selfish thing. And God blessed him for that. God blessed him greatly. And so I just praise the Lord for that. And then we read in uh, chapter 6 some more about the, the work and that how it even became known to the others that the work was done by God. And so, beloved, this is a beautiful uh, passage of Scripture. There's so much in the Word that we learn and that we see and that we can apply to our life. And I pray this has been a blessing to you today and that you can join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you.